I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Episode 57 of the Canter Bite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Just talking into a sock on this lovely Sunday afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was my suggestion, because your pop filter broke. Yeah, my pop filter decided to be like, you know what, Brittany? Uh, it's been a good run. It's been a good uh, 10, 11 months. So <sighs> I'll just get another one on eBay. Thank God for prime shipping. But yeah, I mean, they got the, the socks clean. I mean, I hope it was in the clean socks pile, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. How are I you mean, doing? I mean, if you, if you can't tell, then it probably doesn't matter. Yeah, well, I'm smelling it right now, and it smells pretty clean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no, I'm good. Um, I went down to downtown Disney last night because uh, I didn't want to go to Disneyland because it's it's Labor Day weekend, and it's really busy. So we went drinking, which we'll discuss drinking at Disneyland later in this episode. And then today I went to Knott's Berry Farm to get some fried chicken and then napped all day and now i'm here that sounds good oh yeah fried chicken's good it like it's like a whole meal so you get corn mashed potatoes gravy chicken noodle soup a salad and then it comes with you can either get a pecan pie apple pie boysenberry pie boysenberry ice cream or vanilla ice cream. I feel like I'm forgetting. Oh yeah, I didn't get these really bombastic biscuits. So. So what kind of dessert did you have? Um, well, I was with Carlos. So what we did is that we got, he got apple pie, I got ice cream. So we mixed the two. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been full of drinking and stuff. I had these like pretzel bites last night. They were like duck something, and then like there's like a little sauce that came with it. I need to like look it up because it was really good. Anything with, like, duck in it, like duck seasoning or something, like, it's really good. Hmm. Yeah. But that, that's the food report for this week's episode. Okay. <laughs> How was your week? Um, Like, work was crazy this week, so I was glad that it happened to be a three-day weekend. Oh, that's good. But, no, so I basically just decided I'm not going to do anything this weekend. Anything but to watch The Clone Wars. Yeah, I only watched one episode, though, because then I got bored. Oh, wow. Death Watch. Death Watch. Yeah, we'll get to that later. But, yeah, I I don't know. I'm 
I just wasn't feeling it. So I'm like, oh, since this is supposed to be like the best arc, I'm like, maybe I'll wait until I'm in a better mood. Or we'll see yeah. anyway, because chances are that's not going to change. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> well, I mean, that's good that you have a nice three-day weekend. I mean, I now have like four or five day weekends because I go to school only on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Well, it's every other Tuesday until like the end of November or like November, but then I have to go like every single Tuesday. But it's one of those classes where it's like, all right, you only have a couple assignments. I'm going to meet up in this uh, meeting room and talk about our feelings for a bit. And then you go write your papers. So... New York Comic Con is soon. It's next month, like in a month. Fun. Less than a month from when this comes up. Hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. I don't know if there's going to be any Star Wars stuff. I mean, maybe some Resistance stuff since it is that weekend. Hmm. I mean, I mean, you'll be seeing a lot of Star Wars people. So people from uh, Star Wars podcast. I mean, that's already like all the Star Wars in the world that I could possibly want to need in my life. <laughs> that's true. And there's also going to be actually, well, from right from when we're recording this, it's next weekend, but it'll be like tomorrow when this episode goes up, we're doing a meetup oh, wow. with because Raj and his wife are out here. And so Aww. Johnny Grasso um is gonna be out and and mikey from rogue one and like rebecca's gonna drive up so it's gonna be it's gonna be good times oh man we're both getting our like our our uh, time with rebecca and with raj and lorena too all fantastic people yeah and um adam stafford who does awesome star wars art hmm. and i commissioned some amazing krennic stuff from <laughs> Which I need to get framed so I can hang it. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. He's great. But yeah, that's that's gonna be fun. Hopefully, it's not too yeah, hot. So, yeah. Uh, I think it's actually supposed to be like rainy, but I mean that's from a week out, so I could change. Hmm. Anyway, so next week I might be recording really hungover. <laughs> I'll try uh, to to talk quietly <laughs> instead of because <laughs> last time. Like last time we did this, we 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 started at like three or four in the afternoon, and we're there until like I don't know, like one a.m., two a.m. Wow, it was a lot. It was a long. It was a long day of drinking. I know. Last weekend, I. I had to work like 10 hours and I drove two hours to go to this like 80s bar because like Rebecca was down and everyone was already like drinking since like three or four o'clock and sometimes I get too excited and I'm like, I want to catch up to everyone. So, oh yeah, killing catch up's not a good idea. Uh, oh God, like what happened was is that I had like a soda from like Jack in the box and I equaled it out like with the soda and with uh, with uh, rum. <laughs> and then I had three shots of vodka 
And then I got to the 80s bar and I thought I only had one vodka Sprite, but I guess I had like three or four. I woke up the next morning, Emily, and I did not remember a thing. <laughs> yeah, blackouts are fun. Like I I remember like bits and pieces. Like I remember eating a taco, but like that's it. Like I woke up and I'm like, how, how did I get here? <laughs> and then like I was fine until like we all went out to breakfast and like Rashad was driving and as soon as I got in the car I was like oh god <laughs> I felt I just went downhill for the rest of that day but yeah I'd, I'd never been like blacked out before so like even like everyone was with they were like yeah you seem fine but yeah I guess shit I was so sad because I guess it was really fun I guess like because we went to the 80s bar and I was walking out and I was like wow this is a really fun 70s bar <laughs> and everyone's like what the fuck <laughs> oh but yeah, I, I, ugh. that was a lot. I, I don't think I'd ever drank that much before. <sighs> but yeah, I feel you on that. But I mean, you know, it should be fun. I mean, seeing everyone's going to be a delight. And then Comic Con should be a delight also. Just, Emily, you're full of delights this, uh, these <laughs> next couple weeks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, New York Comic Con is generally a pretty good time, even though it's like overcrowded. Mm. And like at some point during the day, I'll just be like, okay, I need to go find a corner to hide in for like five minutes at least. Is there anything else in any other fandoms that you're excited to see at Comic Con? Um, I just like I haven't really looked at the schedule at all this year, so I haven't, and it's not even. I mean, it wouldn't even be complete at this point, so I don't. I don't quite know what's. There's always other panels that I'm interested in. I tend to go to a lot of like book stuff. Mm. Um, whether it's like panels or autograph sessions, I gotta see who's gonna be there. I think like Chuck Wendig is often there. I gotta see if he's there this year. Um. Hopefully Richard Cadry, who's this horror urban fantasy writer, I really like. He's there quite often, but he wasn't there last year, so fingers crossed he's there again. Hmm. That's cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, so I tend to I tend to go to any of like the the writing and like world building panels or like the publishing stuff. Nice. And then I just go around and look at things hmm. and spend too much money. Is Colleen going to be there again this year? No, unfortunately, she can't come this year. Mm. I'll be getting a big bummer. I'll be getting custody of her soon. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, everyone from like the West Coast keeps moving to the East Coast, and it's really funny because it's like, you know, I'm the West Coast and you're the East Coast. I had to do like that thing in my mind, like the North South reverse. Because people from the West Coast are not moving to the East Coast. I was like, did you leave me again? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was like, no, she left me again. No, I was just just thinking about that. Oh, man. But, yeah, at least this isn't like the time when I was counting the porgs on my table. Uh, guys, I almost when you couldn't add two. Guys, yeah. I almost have a bachelor's degree. Please pray for me. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Do you want to get into some? Should we talk about some Star Wars? Yeah. You you just you know stole the thoughts right out of my mind. Let's do it. Matt Smith is going to be in episode nine. Um, Matt Smith, he's in the Crown. Much more importantly, at least in terms of things that I love, he was in Doctor Who. He played the Doctor. He was the eleventh Doctor. He was amazing. I'm so excited. He is playing a quote unquote key role. God knows what that means. He was a cute doctor. He in a really weird looking way. Yeah. I find I find Matt Smith attractive. I also think he looks like he got hit in the face with a shovel. <laughs> Nothing but love and respect for our shovel man. Look, he's attractive, but it's in a like a it's not a conventional like attractive. Yeah, I just remember back in my Tumblr days, I'd always see him in GIFs and stuff. And I was like, okay, I don't mind this. Like, because I never watched Doctor Who. Because there was that other doctor, and he was kind of cute, too. But. David Tennant? Yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. Not so much. I didn't, I didn't really like the last season, even though I loved the guy playing the Doctor. So it was a really big bummer, because uh, it was this guy Peter Capaldi who was in one of my favorites of all time the thick of it and he's great but I just didn't I did like I tapped out because I wasn't liking the scripts but the new one starts up soon with the female doctor and every time there's even like a trailer or any new pictures I like I get teary-eyed because there's going to be a female doctor and that's crazy I know that's so exciting good way but like Matt Smith I mentioned this before because it came up um, talking about the the Padme book, but uh, there's this thing in Doctor Who where you talk about your Doctor because you know there have been many people who have played the character, um, you know, since the show started in the '60s, and people, even if you like m- many of them, there's one that's like yours, and often it's it's like the first Doctor you see, especially if it's the first Doctor you see as a kid. Because that's just sort of, you know, then what you link in your mind to being Doctor Who. But for me, even though Matt Smith wasn't my first Doctor, Matt Smith became my Doctor after about 10 seconds of screen time. Damn. Like, he's just... It it helped that he... um, The companion on the show at that time became Amy Pond, who I was madly in love with and is still, like, one of my all-time favorite characters but i don't know matt smith's character was like weird and funny and cute and like gangly and just he just became who i think of when i think of the doctor and so i'm super excited about it Hmm. there was a quote i'm trying to i think it might have been from the showrunner at the time stephen moffat i don't remember but somebody somebody described matt smith as moving like a like a drunken baby giraffe <laughs> and because he's just like he's like gangly and long limbed and like he's not it's not like actual clumsy but he just like it's sort of this bizarre like loose limbed way of moving and and so I'm I'm torn between hoping he's an alien because I like it when there's aliens 
in Star Wars who are like actually have speaking roles and important things to do and also just wanting to see my drunken baby giraffe Matt Smith <laughs> that's funny oh <sighs> He reminds me of this, like, uh, he, he looks like he's tall. Like, how tall is he? He's tall. I'm not quite sure how tall. Let me see. Because Google exists and he, oh, he's always six foot. So he's not, like, insane tall. He looks like he'd be, like, tall, tall. Like, not like Fernando tall, but, like, I I th- I think it might be because he's, he's so skinny. That it makes yeah. him, I mean, it's not like six foot is short, but I think if he were like bulkier, he wouldn't look that tall. Maybe, or he's just like that they cast, because wasn't the chick that played Nebula in his yeah. uh, series? No, Maybe she's, she's only really like short. an inch shorter than him. Oh, shit. Damn. Oh, because then I was going to say he reminds me of like a giraffe, but that is... <laughs> I don't know. I don't watch Doctor Who, so I'm... I think the chick from The Crown is really, <sighs> might be really short. You know what? That's probably true because the queen... Yeah, Claire Foy is only 5'4". So, and so you yeah. see a lot of, like, a lot of the promo pics for that show have them, like, next to each other. Have you watched that show? No. And I know I would like it. I just have never sat down and watched it. Yeah, I feel like I I would like it. I don't know. It's really hard to get me into shows right now. Like, it's really hard for me to be like, okay, I'm going to start this. Or it's like, I feel like starting this because, like, once I start something, like, I can't stop. Like, and I I need to focus on other things right now. So it's like, I don't want to, like, drag myself into something and be like, well, I have to do homework. But no, I need to watch season four, episode five of this. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But... Yeah, cool. I mean, good for Matt Smith. I mean, like, I don't know about the whole key role thing. I don't know why they said that. Like, I I don't know. Like, I think it's interesting that they're putting these a lot of familiar faces in episode nine. Or they're putting more, you know, there's more announcements of, oh, this person's going to be here. Like, we're having Carrie Russell. We're having Matt Smith. We're having that dude from Lost. We're having you know, so many people. So, I mean, this is going to be a big movie. Yeah. And, you know, a key role could still be like two minutes of screen time. It's just like two important minutes of screen time. Yeah. But if I get one more person saying, oh my God, he's Thrawn. No, Thrawn is in space with Ezra and Space Wheels. He's not coming well, Also, down. okay, like even if you wanted Thrawn in a movie... Do you really want him introduced in this movie where there's already going to have to be so much going on? Like, you couldn't, like, do anything with him. Like, he'd have to just be like, oh, and here's Thrawn. Like, is that how you want that character to be? That seems like a strange desire. Yeah, it's, you know, it's these people that really want to see this character so much that it clouds, like, their, not their judgment, but I think it clouds, like, what is probably best for the Star Wars well, yeah, saga. Yeah, like, because I, you just have to think about what the reality of the movie is going to be, which is, it's the last movie in the trilogy. It's, you know, supposedly the last in the Skywalker saga, whatever the hell that means, if it ends up meaning anything, which I kind of doubt. But there's already so much this movie has to do 
that to introduce that to want them to introduce a super important to your character when he wouldn't be able to be done justice to seems strange. Hmm. I don't know though. Like this hasn't been announced by Lucasfilm yet, right? I don't I don't think Lucasfilm has like really confirmed any of the last couple, have they? I mean Carrie also got added to the cast announcement, but did they say anything mm-hmm. official about Dominic Monaghan? Um, not that I'm aware of. I mean, maybe in the Star Wars show, but um, I don't, I don't really watch the Star Wars show. Like sometimes it's just like too cheap. Like I love Anthony Carboni and Andy, but sometimes I'm like, eh, you know, like sometimes I watch it for like what news they have to say. Like sometimes the interviews are kind of like, it's like oh they're interviewing a band, and it's like okay, like cool, good for you guys. But I mean, anything that <sighs> I don't know, like. I prefer to get my Star Wars news not from the people who make Star Wars. Like, outside of, like, oh, here's a... No, I like I want it to be actual news. But outside of, like, a press release from, you know, Disney or, or Lucasfilm, like, I want, I want my news to be from somebody who can... who isn't being paid by the company releasing the news. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me. Um, I, I'm friends with uh, Jason Ward on uh, Facebook, and I guess it's the two-year anniversary of Mark Hamill telling a bunch of people that making Star Wars is the TMZ <laughs> of uh, websites or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which, one, that's pro- that's that's awesome. And two, like... The fact that they all know, like, making Star Wars and that they know, like, all these different people, like, I mean, we're not going to talk about this week, but, you know, like, Ryan Johnson talking about Mike Zero, you know, like, it's so funny, like, how much they know. Well, obviously, they have to because, like, these people, you know, they're starting rumors, you know, they, they're able to get pictures behind the scenes. So, obviously, you know, they want to keep the movie under wraps, but at the same time, it's like, people are going to talk and people are going to find out things because no one can keep secrets because... Yeah, it sucks, but oh well. Well, yeah, and like especially in terms of like the way we are with social media now, anytime mm-hmm. that a story comes up, it's gonna like Mark Hamill's gonna get tagged in it, being like, "Hey, what do you th- is this true, or what do you think about this?" So obviously, you're gonna become aware of the major sites that are reporting on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I feel bad for those. You know, it's it's not like, you know, those people that tag, you know, those actors and everything. Like, it's just, it's like, it's not them that are making these decisions on what happens to them in the movies. I mean, like, they get some input, like, how they want to act in the scene or, like, maybe, like, you know, with Harrison Ford and Empire Strikes Back, you know, maybe they, like, you know, fix some lines up a bit. But, I mean, like, it's, it's not them who is running the character. So I feel bad when people are like, oh, like, it's all Mark Campbell's fault for this or, oh, it's Keller Muir Tran's fault for this. So it's just silly. And also like, I mean, what are you like? They're, they're just people doing their jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also like, do you actually think that they're gonna like, what? like, is like, Oh, I guess the fans don't like it. So I'm going to 
not do this movie. I mean, fucking Mark Hamill. Like, what? Like, I, I just don't understand what they're trying to accomplish. It's just people get mad and they want to blame it on things. Like, I get people that call my work all the time saying that they spent so much money on a machine and they didn't win anything and they're yelling at me about it. It's like, I am just in an office answering phone calls. It is not my fault that you put $500 in a machine and got nothing out of it. It is not our – yeah. Also, that that that's that's what casinos yeah. are. Yeah. I know. It's It's so funny. But, you know, that's what movies are, too, you know, like not you can either, you know, you know, you go there to escape reality, you know. So, I mean, like, I don't know, you know, people just sometimes people just like to complain about stuff or, you know, they just like to, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, do you want to talk about uh, Star Wars Resistance? Yeah, um, we got a little bit more. Um, we have an episode description and we have some character descriptions. Um, the episode description is, uh, makingstarwars.net had an article and they, they were, they put up the, uh, I guess sort of like the official press release. And in the one hour premiere titled The Recruit, Poe and BB-8 assign newly appointed spy, is it Kaz? Yeah. Okay. Kaz to the Colossus, a massive aircraft refueling platform on an outer rim water planet, home to colorful new aliens, droids, and creatures. While undercover, Kaz works as a mechanic and lives with Poe's old friend Jaeger, a veteran pilot who operates a starship repair shop run by his crew, Tam, Niku, and their old battered astromech droid <laughs> bucket. <laughs> Kaz soon finds himself in over his head with his new friend BB-8, as he'll have to come Pete in dangerous sky races, keep his mission a secret from his newfound family, and avoid the danger of the First Order. I love Bucket already. Like, I think that's such a perfect name for a droid. Or I want to name a dog Bucket. Like, come on, Bucket, and you can name it Bucky. I, I think the setting is is kind of interesting. So, I mean, we knew that this was going to be, like, a big like ship-based things and we're going to see lots of of racing and stuff but i i don't know i guess the kind of the the refueling platform is sort of a sort of an interesting thing yeah i don't know i i'm really interested of everyone discussing this show because like i was under the impression that like this is going to be like really kitty and we're not going to get like much plot or anything out of it and like a lot of people discussing it like it sounds like not that like they think that they're getting more from the show or it's that they're going to. And it's like, I don't know. Like I almost want to go into this show with no expectations, which, you know, I still am, which is why I haven't really read much about it yet. I haven't read much about the characters. Like I'm skipping this article that was read or that was, uh, yeah, the, the breast did it. And just about like the characters or anything like, Hmm. But I don't know. Okay, because I was gonna, I was gonna talk about that article, but I guess now we're not gonna do that. No, we can talk about um, it. I would say in the um, because this article that uh, Entertainment Weekly first look meet the team Fireball mechanics of Star Wars Resistance, and um, they like there's a video with it where they're talking with Dave Filoni and also with some other people, but like, so you see some of the, like the voice actors and some of the like I think the showrunner stuff, but they straight out one of the women, well, the woman straight out says, "We were looking to make a really kid friendly show." 
there you go. I mean, (laughs) are people still complaining about that? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they'll complain again when it. I mean, yeah, I mean, that stinking YouTube, uh, the YouTube account for Star Wars, like, the trailer has, like, more dislikes than likes because these people are trolling the comments being like, dislike this video because The Last Jedi sucked or, I don't know. People are fucking morons. I don't know. I don't... Uh, it... Do you think this is, like, a phase? Like, do you think that these Last Jedi people are just going to, like, go away? Because I've never seen this in a fandom before. I mean, I don't know. It's... I think... I'm hoping some of it fades away. I don't believe it, like, will all fade away just because some people are really determined to be miserable. I mean, do you think that this all would have happened if we had uh, internet and everything, social media during the prequels? Oh, my God. It would have been awful. Yeah, for sure. Uh yeah, it just I, – I, have you ever seen this in fandoms before? Like, I – um, Not not to this degree. Um, I mean, partly because I've always sort of either been in smaller fandoms or found, like, smaller corners of fandoms. Like, I was really into, like, Battlestar Galactica, but I was – like, really into, like, one particular ship in Battlestar Galactica, and so, like, I found other people who liked that, and we had our own forums and everything, mm. and stayed away from people who said things that were mean. I mean, <laughs> not that not that Battlestar, like, had that sort of, like, breakdown either, but I'm just saying, like, that's the sort of, like, where I've always, I've always found my little happy corners. Yeah, I get that. I mean, there's. I've been in fandoms where there's definitely like some nastiness. Like Harry Potter, the whole like shipper war shit was insane in that fandom. Oh really? Um. Oh my god. There's some. There's some crazy ass shit that happened in Harry Potter. But um. I guess I haven't. I haven't really seen this sort of like long focused hatred before. Hmm. Well, that sucks because, you know, obviously Star Wars means a lot to, you know, all of us. And, you know, to those people that are, you know, discussing their qualms with The Last Jedi still, I mean, maybe at a point they were as, well, God, I feel like everyone was excited for The Last Jedi until like, you know, but I don't know. It's it's one of those things. It's like, but... um. Well, anyways, so uh, you read the simile. You read this article, right? Yeah. So, like, what most interested you in this article? Um. All right. I mean, it's definitely all right. There's definitely going to be like some ki- like like I said, it is geared for kids, mm-hmm. and there's stuff that's definitely going to reflect that like if you read this there there's some talk about okay so so Kaz is undercover as a small time racer who works on the Colossus which is sort of a way station for for galactic travelers um uh Kaz is good at flying but he's not really good at spying 
which seems like, hey, Poe, maybe maybe you should have found somebody else to do this job. But that is like, because this whole, you know, they're like Team Fireball. And it says, the Fireball is an old ship they're trying to restore, so named because of its tendency to burst into flames or explode. So, yeah, that's definitely like, you know, like a kid show thing. Team Fireball because they love whiskey. <laughs> really, really, really shitty whiskey. Oh, God, it's the worst. It's like, whatever. I can't do Fireball anymore. Like, that's the one thing, like, I can't do. Like, no adult gets... should drink Fireball. Oh, that's like a right out of high school thing. You should only be drinking Fireball if you're not old enough to legally drink. <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, my first alcoholic. Well, that was that was the first. I got drunk the first time ever off of, like, I think it was, like, four shots of Fireball. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. That was interesting. But, um, I mean, I'm skipping this article right now. And, um, God, we see uh, some First Order stormtroopers and a guy in a red costume. Who I'm still hoping is Cardinal from the Phasma that'd book. Be fucking, that'd be fucking cool. But doesn't Card... Well, um, does Cardinal die in the book? Uh, I don't even remember. Hmm. We see Leia too. I think that's cool. Leia. Okay, so there's this. Leia looks, and maybe it's just the way the cartoon is drawn. She looks younger than she should. She looks younger. I just, yeah, maybe. Hmm. Okay, so we do learn a little bit more about Cast though. Um, so the um. The older uh, human-looking character is Jarek Yeager, um, voiced by Scott Lawrence. He is a former Rebellion pilot, now trying to live a quiet life as a mechanic. But he's the one who knows what's going on with Kaz. Hmm. So it's like sort of Kaz's, I mean, sort of uh, Jarek's job, I guess, to, to get Kaz into this into this team. Um, the, the human woman that is, uh, Tam Rivora, uh, voiced by Susan McGrath, a fellow mechanic who used to be a racer herself before she lost her ship. She's tough, no nonsense. She kind of has attitude. Cute. Um, and then there's the green alien dude. And that's um, Niku, voiced by Josh Brainer, who was on uh, Silicon Valley. Uh, a green, a horny toad-looking alien who's a bit naive and usually dorky and cheerful. He's this unbelievably happy, positive character. No matter what kind of day you're having, Niku is having a great day. I love Niku already. And then we have your already beloved Bucket astromech droid who is fond of wearing x-wing fighter pilot helmets he's seen better days clearly but he still has an important role to play in the coming fight he's still beautiful in my heart look at that little helmet he's already the best pilot in all the galaxy with that little helmet but i will say look at our look at our main cast because we have your asian male lead and then we have two uh, the two other 
human characters are black. And then we have an alien. It's amazing. I love it. That's good. Yeah. I'm good job, Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know. That's really cool. I'm really I'm really excited. Like, you know, like for kids to watch this, you know, for us to watch this too, but you know, we're not kids, so I mean I don't know how our enjoyment of the show will Yeah, look, I think go. it's probably gonna be a fairly silly show. Yeah, man. Um, silly. Yeah, but I do hope. I mean, we don't know. Like the the timeline is a little bit like we're not quite sure like how long in front of uh, Force Awakens this is. But it, it's going to be like I guess like it looks like early days of Resistance, which I'm which I'm interested to learn more about. I thought I heard somewhere that it was six months before the uh, Force Awakens. Okay, I don't know because it's not it's it's not like been officially said. I don't think. Mm. Yeah, well, who knows? Because it's like you know what they could easily do is you know next season could be like during the Force Awakens and the season after it could be like during the Last Jedi and then like it can kind of it can all connect and like kind of go with Episode Nine. Who knows? Who knows, but I don't know it looks cute. I mean, I'm excited to see some animated Poe because everyone has a boner for him, so good job. Yeah, he's fucking a hot cartoon dude. He's hot in person, hot in cartoon, like good job animators. You did well. I mean you always do well, but I mean the why is Dave Filoni not wearing a hat? Is he going through this new phase where he's like, I'm not no I'm no longer hat Dave Filoni, or is the hat only for Clone Wars? He's not wearing the hat in this video, and it's 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 very. I'm really like as much as I hate that stupid fucking hat. It's really distracting to suddenly to like see his hair. I mean, I'm fine with his hair. I just I I I miss the hat. There's no wolf shirt. There's no hat. Like this isn't Dave Filoni. This is his twin brother. I can't think of where that rhymes with Dave. <laughs> I was just gonna let you hang there. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this is his, his twin brother is not named right now because their parents couldn't figure out a rhyming name for Dave. So you're really good at improv. This is why in high school I never did like performing arts or anything because like when they would try to do improv, I'd I'd be like, guys, like I can't I can't do this. Like this is why I only played sports in high school because. I'm good at improving with tennis balls coming to my face, but not like, all right, you're given a scenario. Fix it. Were you good at improv? I was okay at it. I wasn't great. Mm. Were you a theater kid? Yeah, a little bit. Mm. Cool. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. Like, look, again, it's it's going to be a kid show whether the question is just whether it's going to be a good kid show or not. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I hate saying it, but I mean, it's star Wars. I mean, chances are, but you know, if it's not, then it's not, then, you know, if it's not good, then, you know, we'll just be like, yeah, it's not for us. And we'll move on to the next, next thing, you know? Yeah. And like, if there's anything important that happens in it, we'll hear about it because the internet exists. Yes, it does. Yeah, we'll keep it on our radar. Huh, well, I don't know about you, Emily, but I'm very um, excited to talk about this next news because of everyone's reactions to it. 
Yeah, so this went up on um, the Disney Parks blog and sort of everywhere else too, which is talking about the cantina that's going to be in Disneyland, and that is August Cantina is a kind of establishment that attracts some of the most interesting and disputable character. Jesus, I can't talk. Characters in the galaxy. And you never know when a stormtrooper or familiar face will show up. Patrons of the cantina come from across the galaxy to sample the famous concoctions created with exotic ingredients using otherworldly methods served in unique vessels. With choices for kids and libations for adults, the cantina will make for a great stop. So, there's going to be booze. Mm. All right, so I did some digging because uh, Disney fanatic here. So um, everyone's wondering, well, why the fuck is there not alcohol except for this extravagant club called D23? Only like fancy people get into D23. Sometimes people who work for certain companies, they have parties, they're able to get into uh, Club 33. Basically, Club 33, you get alcohol. It's like fancy buffet, like lobster, name fancy foods. It's probably there. So in the 50s, when uh, Disney opened, a journalist was asking, you know, Walt Disney questions about, hey, so like, is there going to be alcohol, liquor, anything at the parks? And Walt said, quote, this was in summer of 1956, no liquor, no beer, nothing, because that brings in a rowdy element that brings people that we don't want. And I feel they don't need it. I feel when I go down the park, I don't need a drink. I work around the place all day and I don't have one. After I come out of a heavy day at the studio, sometimes I want a drink to relax. So, Walt never wanted alcohol in Disneyland. So, I feel like people ask, well, then why is there alcohol at Disney World? Well, Disney World was kind of his brother, Roy Disney. That was kind of like his because Walt Disney died before anything at Walt Disney World was open. Like, his last big idea was the idea for Epcot, which I think was like really successful and really cool, but... And, you know, there's alcohol. You need alcohol in all the parks there. So I feel like they kept kind of Disney, like the clean park. But you can go across the street and go to California Adventure. There's a winery over there. You can get alcohol. You can go to downtown Disney, get alcohol. So, like, a bunch of people are like, well, why is there no alcohol at Disneyland? Well, I'm glad I've never been to Disneyland because there's no alcohol. It's like, cool. Okay. Like, we're getting alcohol. It's like not the biggest deal in the world. Like, congratulations. You're going to spend $20 on a drink that you could have got for five bucks two miles down the road, you know? So, I mean, cool. Cantina well, okay. is awesome. Here's the thing. I mean, it's, they, they say, like, you can drink in the cantina. You can't walk yeah, around it. the park with it. Nope. Nope. And, I mean, not for nothing, Walt Disney died, like, 50 years ago. Yeah. I mean, like, I understand, like, the complaints that, like, well, you know, it, you know, the whole, like, tradition thing, like, you know, so what, he's dead. But, like, sometimes, like, I, I respect that. But at the same time, it's like, you know, like, whatever, you know, whatever the people want. But I'm fine with anything. Like, if if they decide, like, let's have alcohol at Disneyland, I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, it doesn't really affect me. I mean, if it affects you, then, you know, it affects you. Like, you know, I just, I think it's funny that a bunch of people are like, oh, well, there wasn't alcohol at Disneyland. But, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, like, cool. Like, I'm happy. Like, I'm not saying this to be, like, bitter or anything. But I just, I don't know. It's just interesting, like, people's reactions to this. I mean, look. I don't care if somebody wants to go buy a probably disgustingly sweet, super expensive, I'm going to bet not really that alcoholic, alcoholic drink 
and a giant like souvenir cup. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not like if people are drinking, then security suddenly doesn't exist to toss out people who are being disruptive. Dude, they have like undercover Disney people, like undercover Disney cops there. Like people, oh man, yeah, yeah. Don't even risk anything, guys. They will bust you. And they do this thing where like if if they bust you, like they, if you have an annual pass, like they'll just yank it from you saying, all right, never mind. You, you can't come back for a year. It's crazy. But yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, like, I mean, I was at downtown Disney last night. I had a couple margaritas and like, you know, like one of them, like I had to give like, cause like the one that I got was like, it just, it was just tequila. That's it. Just a bunch of tequila. And the one that Carlos got didn't have much tequila in it. So I'm like, I'm switching. But yeah, like shitty alcohol. I mean, maybe it's not. Like maybe the bartenders there are like really good. But I mean, I don't know the drink standards at Disney. I'll have to ask my sister. She used to work at a golf course at Disney. And I'd have to ask her about making drinks and everything and whatever. So, but I don't know. Cool. I mean, nice little cantina i mean i'm i bet in the next like 10 15 years like they're gonna expand the whole alcohol thing in disneyland because they're keeping it just to this like little cantina and like people are gonna complain but at the same time people complain about like a lot of things at disney like things being like so expensive like you're gonna have a drink there and it's gonna be like 15 through 20 dollars in plus like souvenir drink like 30 yeah you say that but i live in New York City and like $15 for a cocktail is basically normal. Oh, really? Like if you're getting anything more yeah. fancy than like a vodka tonic, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm still not as educated on the the, the pricing of drinking, so <laughs> uh, still new at the game kind of, but I don't know. So <laughs> What do you what do you think about this? Are you like excited? I, mean, I you... couldn't I couldn't possibly care, but yeah, like if I were there, <laughs> I'd want to have a drink. Like especially if you have a cantina. Yeah. Just Emily, just just go to Florida, go to Hollywood Studios where they're having Galaxy's Edge. They have like they have a bar, they have like a couple bars at the actual park. You can get some craft beers. Then go walk walk on down to wherever. And then like this, that's the cool thing is that you can have beer in your hand at Hollywood Studios. Like walk around. You just have to finish it before you get on the ride. But huh, I don't know. Cool. I mean, I'm sorry if anyone's offended that you know or that they're having alcohol in the park and breaking that tradition. But I mean, sometimes traditions have to not be traditions anymore so i mean oh well i mean it's still gonna be fun guys like if you know just don't go into the cantina if you don't uh don't want to see alcohol um <laughs> uh, or wear like nose things so you don't smell the alcohol like yeah but because i know sometimes when i'm really drunk or really hungover i can't smell alcohol or else i get sick so but that's my that, that's my problem that's anyway, uh, monthly Minda movie next month. 
actually oh wait no it's already happy september it's i still think it's august but it's september yeah so um we're gonna do this for episode 60 which is like so yeah so three episodes from now um because there's a netflix original movie the land of steady habits which um is gonna have mendo as the lead but it doesn't come out until september 14th so we're gonna do it like the week after it comes out to give people a little bit more time to watch it um the description feeling trapped in the stifling wealthy enclave of westport connecticut a man retires from his job in finance and leaves his wife in the hopes it will renew his lust for life he befriends a drug addict teen a drug addicted teen setting him down a path of reckless Incredible behavior. His shameful actions cause him to question who he is as a father and ultimately who he is as a person. So look, this is very much a sad middle-aged white dude movie. <laughs> My but, favorite. But it's a sad middle-aged white dude movie with Ben Mendelsohn. And um, I believe... Edie Falco from The Sopranos and Nurse Jackie is playing his wife. And I like her a lot, too. Hell yeah. Well, see, like, the trailer is pretty is pretty decent. Yeah, I, I think I saw it. Uh, I watched it, I think, with no sound. Like, a couple... Okay, like so you're just, like, looking at Ben Mendelsohn being sad. Hmm? You're just, like, looking at Ben Mendelsohn looking sad. Yeah, and I'm like reading the words that he's saying and I'm matching his accent. So I don't know if he's having an American accent in this or it's, it's going to be a surprise for me. So I'm I'm ready for the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's I mean like Westport, Connecticut, so pr- pretty American. It's just an Australian guy living in Connecticut. You know, that's that's very Honestly, normal. A lot of Australians well, live in he Connecticut. He totally could be. Yeah, but I, I guess I don't know. People have this idea that like an act, like it, it's somehow like one extra thing for your character when really it's not. It's just oh, if you just be like oh yeah, he married an American woman and lives in Connecticut now, and that would be fine. I know, I but I like Australian accent Mendo. Like it, it's you know it's like Pringles. You know it's like the original flavor is like the best flavor. And then it's like, you know, you get the other flavors. They're still good Pringles, but you want to go back to the original Pringles. So it's like Mendo is like, Australian Mendo is like the original Pringles. And like, you know, like American accent is like the sour cream and onion. And then uh, British accent is the like the cheddar Pringles. Okay. But yeah, no, I'm excited to see this movie. Can't wait for uh, to review it in a couple weeks. Movie. Yeah, movie. Did I say episode? I meant movie. Yeah, you know, it's one I I had heard that he was doing, but until until the trailer came out, I didn't realize it was like just a Netflix movie. So I'm glad because it means I don't have to spend any money on it or go to the theater. <laughs> I mean, I would spend money on Ben Mendelsohn, but I don't like going to the theater because it's a pain. Yeah, I feel you. I haven't been to the movies in like three weeks. And I feel actually, damn it. No, I went to the movies last weekend. <laughs> I saw this like movie. 
I forget what it was called, but there was this dude that got out of a prison in like South America. And it was it was kind of scary. Like there is this like scene where like someone ate the money, and then like this other guy like ripped into his intestines and killed him and took the money like out of his intestines. It really freaked me out. That's pretty gross. Yeah, because he was like doing the thing in Game of Thrones when he was like crushing. Like I thought he was just crushing the guy's face, and then like you look at the guy's body and you see his intestines just like chilling there, and it's like, yeah. But uh, yeah, so um, Emily, I heard you watched um, one episode of The Clone Wars this week. Do you want to talk about it or do you want to wait until next week? I mean, I don't have much to say about it. I started the last, I mean, several episodes of this season when you have Maul, like, hooking up with Death Watch. And so it's basically just them just going around killing a bunch of people. I'll that probably sucks. have more to say when I get a little bit further along. But yeah, I mean, it was mostly like fighting and characters that I don't care about. And like every once in a while you'd see like it would cut back to like Obi-Wan and Anakin. But mostly it was all just Darth Maul killing people. With his uh, no longer spider legs, his goat legs. Yeah, his little goat robotic legs. He went from a spider to a goat to uh I mean, I feel like his legs in um, the in Rebels were kind of sturdier, better than goat legs. Would you rather have spider legs or goat legs? Or goat no legs. legs. Oh. Yeah. Goats run pretty fast. Maybe. Oh yeah, you I like, like goats. Goats, goats huh? are cool. What kind of goats do you like the best? Uh little baby goats. That's a good answer. Hmm. <sighs> well, I don't think any other uh, Star Wars news dropped this week. No, I mean, because I don't really. I mean, no, there's. Like, I don't want particularly want to talk about pictures because I don't particularly care about seeing trees. But, um, yeah. So, Brittany, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as CantoBrit and Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. What about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. You can find the show at CantoBitePod. You can email us into the show, CantoBitePod at gmail.com. You can find merch at tpublic.com slash user slash EFLind. Um, yeah, email us, write us questions, write us uh, fuck, Mary kill ideas or top three topics. We haven't done one of those in a while. Um, if you are on iTunes, please rate and review us. Uh, or you can follow us on SoundCloud. All those things that help us out. Yeah. Uh, and other than that, we will talk to you guys next week, I guess. Bye. Bye.
ghetto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a ghetto bitch. Brittany the Ginge and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, ghetto bitch number one. Should know I've been down since day one.